0: prophet daniel jedu's podcast say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section, or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com now prophet daniel jedu walks us through the
1: word stay tuned haven't you realized sometimes you don't even know how to pray about this matter Just just speaking tongues the holy ghost will take over he will come to your aid He said, but the spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Okay? Then verse 27. And he, that is God, the father, who searches the hearts of men Knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what is what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints, according and in harmony with God's will. What is he talking about? Here? What is Paul talking about here? Because in Psalm 139 in the Old Testament, David will say, Lord search my heart find out if there is any iniquity in me now we don't pray that prayer i'm telling you in the old, look at it oh lord that has searched me because god searched men okay go back to the romans 27 look at it he said he searches men and he that searched the heart of men he that searched the heart of men so this is what god used to do with men so go back to Psalm one thirty nine one and two. So David, this is what in, in their time that's what that's how they used to pray. Oh Lord, that's somebody's prayer. You have searched me thoroughly and have known me. Verse two. You know my down sitting and my uprising. You understand my thoughts afar off. Now Paul is saying that in our time, because we are in Christ, the Holy Spirit. You have no idea how sure you are. How secured you are. The Holy Spirit takes over our prayer. So that when the Father would like to search your hearts because you are praying, because you are doing the prayer. Sometimes the things you are praying, the spiritual vocabulary, and your consci- and your mind, they are different. They are different. So if God would like to set your heart and set your mind, no answered prayer. So what happens? The Holy Spirit, the Bible says that he meets you at our supplication. So as we are praying, we are supp- supplying and applying. The Bible just told you that it doesn't go straight to God, even though you are talking to God. Because the Bible says, if any man speak another tongue, he's speaking not unto men, but unto God. So you are speaking to God. You are standing face to face with God, but there is an intermediary. Because when your prayer goes to God, he must search your heart, because you are man. So the Holy Ghost says that he will now take over your words. And he will begin to now plead on your behalf and speak unto the Father for you. So now when the Father now searches, he will now search what is in the mind. He said, And he who searches the heart of man knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit. Now not man again. So anytime you feel, you, assume you feel condemned and you want to pray, Lord, search my heart and know that every evil in my heart, let it come out. The Bible didn't say that. The Bible told you two things. This is one of them. Pray. Just speak in tongues. You don't know yourself than the one who created you. Then again, the Bible says that. I share one thing with you. You see, the Holy Spirit, he came in the name of Jesus. Are you aware? He said, and the Spirit will come in my name. So the Holy Spirit on earth, he answered Jesus' name on your behalf. Which means he's super on. I don't know what. He's, he's on your side in a super way. Because of where you are found in Christ. I, can, can you believe that? I don't know how, but I can explain. He's so much on your side, you have no idea. Because he came to us. You see, his name, Holy Spirit, is actually Jesus. I hope you know that. He answers to Jesus. And Jesus said, the Father will give us the Spirit in my name. So the Holy Spirit on earth is an answered prayer of the Father in the name of Jesus to us. And he is with you super, super, super strong. That you are, to him, you are the only person in the world. And so to him, he deals with you in a very amazing way. He will not allow any evil. He won't allow God, you know, he protects you from any wrath of God. So in your prayer, because we say we pray amazed, huh? yes, if God wants to look into your heart because you are in Christ, the Holy Ghost takes you, he meets you at your words. So the words you are speaking actually is not what he takes to the Father. What does he do? He intercedes. What does intercession mean? He intercepts your prayer and pleads before God in your behalf. How? According and in harmony with God's will. So God has a will. Your prayer must be in God's will. Everything you do as a born again must be in God's will. Listen, and that's why you understand verse 28. According to them that he called them, it's not there for granted. Or for fun. If you don't understand that, everything must be done according to his will. You do things outside his will. But the truth is that there's no way you can do things outside his will if you yield to the Holy Ghost. Because he that accepted the heart of man knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit. What is his intent? Why? Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according, so he said that even what you are praying about, it might not be according to the will of God or the purpose of God. Now, this is what you need to know about God. You must know that God deals with his eternal purpose and his eternal plan. You must respond to his, no, 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 you must respond to his eternal plan and his eternal will. If you don't respond to his eternal plan, you are off. And I'll show you soon, don't worry. I told you on, on Friday, don't ask for any material thing. Don't ask for a car, don't ask for a house, don't ask for a husband, don't ask for these things. Don't. It will cause you to be outside God's will. Jesus said don't pray for them. He knows it. Jesus said don't pray, don't pray. Don't ask these things. He taught you how to what, to, what kind of things to ask. Okay? Yes, Alright. Then 28. Oh, because of the 27, because of what the Holy Ghost does, he began by saying we are assured. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor all things work together and are fitted into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design and purpose. You can never work outside God's plan or purpose. Don't make that mistake. Yield to the Holy Ghost. If you yield to the Holy Ghost, he will direct you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Now, let me take some time to explain this scripture. Now, he said, We are assured. Why are you assured? Why are you assured? The Holy Spirit intercepts and intercedes on our behalf. So, God wouldn't have a problem with me. Because of this, we are assured. You see, something about God must give, must boost your faith. All we have taught from the pulpit is how much God hates us, how much things are not working. So there's like a, there's, there's a division between those who are doing the thing God said they should do and they are doing well, and those who are not doing and they are, God is angry at them, and those who it will take some time for them to get there. And don't, No! Walk in perfect grace and see how you will fool. Because the Bible says, They that shall receive abundance of grace. What? And the gift of righteousness shall do what? They shall reign in life. So are you wondering why you are not reigning in life? How far with your grace? How far is your grace? Are you strong in grace? I commend you to God. And to what? To the word of His grace, which is able to build you up And to give you what? An inheritance. Grace will build you up. The words of grace will build you up. And the words of grace will give you an inheritance. Grace. Grace. Is every man of God called to preach grace? Yes. Christ is the message. Nobody is called to preach anything. Grace. The language might be different. But the content is grace. Ah, it must be grace. Yes. It must be messages yes. that liberate the people every day. Galatians 5 1 says, stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Stand therefore in the liberty. Stand therefore steckle. Stand therefore in the liberty. Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ, Christ has made us free. Christ has made us free. Christ has made me free. There's nothing you can say. He said, "And be not entangled again with the joke of bondage. Don't be entangled. Some of you, you wake up every day, you get entangled by your own thoughts, emotions, thoughts, mind. What you don't have, what is going on in your house. What did I stand therefore in the liberty?" Can I see amplified here? So I'm laying the foundation tonight, okay? Yes, sir. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then. <laughs> He's telling you Christ has done it, so stand fast. He said you committed some sin yesterday. Okay, yes I did. It's true. Have I fallen from grace? No. Have I lost grace? No. That, that's the problem. Did I make a mistake? Yes. Does God call it sin? No. You see, there's, the thing an unbeliever would do, call sin, you, when you do, is not sin. It's the same act, but it's not sin. Okay. What do I mean? Because sin. Is what? Is what? Missing the mark. That's all. That's sin. Actually, the thing you call sin is actually the works of the flesh fornication, adultery, this, that, drunkenness. That's the workings. The aftermath of sin. There was no murderer until sin appeared. Who taught Cain how to kill? The first man to murder. Why didn't murder start from the garden? Murder didn't start from the garden. It was sin that started from the garden. The mark was missed in the garden. Trespasses happened in the garden. Then the workings of that thing, the result of sin, started showing. That is how when you are in Christ, the result of Christ is righteousness. Not holiness. Uh, are Are you here? Look at how he calls it. Now, the works of the flesh. Ah. Can you see that? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. That's a lot of thousands of, in fact, a whole lot of Christians who are struggling with some little mistake they did. You know, you know he, his mind, oh, he watched some porn, oh, he, 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 he you know, he found himself into, in a situation, he drank some alcohol, or oh, he went to fornicate, uh, na, 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 na. and then will bring the whole, the whole of hell in his house see, I'm telling you, we we are not preaching grace from here. The truth is that the way you see this person is not how God sees him. Is God happy about this act? No. But the point is that this guy is found in Christ. He entered into Christ by grace, not by effort. He didn't stop fornicating before entering into Christ. He only believed. Abraham received righteousness not because he was circumcised. Even when he was uncircumcised, he received righteousness. That's how come you don't wait for people to stop all their sins before they receive Christ. You don't preach it to That's how they go out there and everybody think I must stop doing this. I told you on Sunday, if they are smoking, tell them keep smoking. Only believe in Jesus, that's all. (laughs) You see, to the natural man, it doesn't make sense like how can he do that? You know, Because he's still having come to realization of what grace is. God still called the woman prostitute Rahab. God still called her name prostitute. And the prostitute Rahab. Meanwhile, when we are writing even King Solomon didn't have his name in the annals of faith. The faith fathers. Solomon's name is not there. But the prostitute's whose character was not correct, found her name in the Bible. Mary Magdalene. Peter was not the first person that saw Jesus when he rose from the dead. It was that prostitute, Mary Magdalene, that went to see Jesus. She went to tell Peter that Jesus is risen because all of them didn't believe the prostitute believed. Do you think God, w- if God was looking at character and our actions and our attitudes, none man will qualify. And because none will qualify, that is why we need the one who qualifies. So that we put our faith in the one who qualifies to qualify us. Even though we are deep in sin, he qualifies us. He becomes our qualification. No effort. That's why you pray in church every day. But your life is so hard. Somebody comes in, you look at the person, tattoos all over and everything. If tomorrow i come and i have tattoo here or here or whatever you start judging me now is that correct if i come and i have some earring here you start you you start judging me now you are judging me according to how perfect men ought to look like but the question is how should the man of god look like so the, this thing called grace has not been well understood do you know why it's not been well understood? Because we are afraid people will sin. Grace doesn't make people sin. What is Titus 2 12 say? Read, everybody. Same grace. Say it again. Same grace. Which same grace? Go to 11. Grace has in salvation for everyone. Ah. Then the next one. This same grace Exactly. The more we teach grace, the more people turn their backs on, on ungodliness. Some of you, there are things you used to do, you don't even remember when you stopped doing them. You have no idea when you stopped doing them. Grace, 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 grace. By the time you realize you have turned your back on, because now the mindset is different. Okay? Yes, sir. All right. Romans 8, the 28. And we know that all things work together (laughs) for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to his purpose. I told you, his purpose. It must be his purpose. Marry according to his purpose. Give birth according to his purpose. Okay? According to God's purpose, you could be married today and according to his purpose, you should be giving birth in the next seven years, not now. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you know this? You pray and renew your mind with God's word. That's what Romans 12 2 says. It says. Then you'll be able to know what is the good, the perfect will of God. Keep reading the word of God. Illuminate your mind. You'll find yourself that the word of God is, becomes so personal. You just know what to do at the right time. You just know. So when you get married and you're not giving birth for the next 10 years, People don't laugh at you. People say what they can say earthly wise and nothing moves you. Because you know in the will of God it's my 11th year. 11th year. And when you give that birth, you don't give birth, that child becomes amazing because he's in the will of God. Okay. Now let me take, the Bible says, all things work together. Now, the words work together in the Greek is the word soonergeo. S-U-N-E-R-G-E-O. Soonergeo. 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 Now, soonergeo is a compound word from these two words, soon and ergio, Soon and ergio. Okay. S-U-N-E-R-G-E-O. Sunedio. Work together. It means the soon. Soon means with. You remember with, like soon claironomos, soon pathos. You remember? Uh huh. Soon means with, but here it also means intimacy or intimate. Right? I- intimate instead. With, comma intimate you will understand the word soon means with comma or intimate and then the egio means work egio means work so if you put the two together what do you get work together intimately work together intimately. That's what it means. Now, when you take it literally here in the King James, you will not not know who the active person is. There is There is an active person behind this. That is God. He says, so he reads, and God, and we know that God causes all things to work together. So it means that we and God, we work together. Okay? That's what it means. Show the amplified; It gives you an idea. Quickly. We are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, all things work together. So God is the, is the, is the, he's the active person behind it. He causes he things work together how does he do it he causes us to work together intimately just an intimate working together which means that god and us become fellow workers now listen because i'm going to it might look like a contradiction because of what i'm going to say next so we work together soon energy We work together, intimately work together. Intimate like a man and a wife. Intimately working together. That's how God works with us. But the truth is that he's the only person that does the work. He's the only person that does the work. Amazing. Do you understand? He's the only person that does the work. And he does it on our behalf. Remember, it's grace. He doesn't need you to work. Yet, Paul used that statement. Paul used that statement, all things work together. Meaning there is an active person working together with someone. So God is intimately, because if it is God's love, so He's intimately working together with me. However, He's the one doing all the work on my behalf. So in the Greek, work together is in the present and active tense. Means that he is still doing it today and he's the only one doing it. He's still doing it today and he's the only one doing it. He causes all things to work together. Hmm. Now he says he causes all things to work together, intimately working, fellow workers. Where God now works on my behalf. Because if God needs me to do that, then it stops from being grace. If God shows up, then it must be of grace. Yes, sir. Okay? Yes, sir. Ah, okay, this one says that and are fitting into a plan. Which means that what God is working out together with you, by him doing all things on your behalf, that work that he's doing is according to a plan he already has. So whatever is happening today, it's, he causes it to fit into the plan. Are I, you I, I understand? He causes it to fit into the plan. Because I told you that right from the beginning, God does things based on his foreknowledge, his plan. His plan. His predetermined plan. So everything, even including how Jesus would die, was part of his plan. Can you see that? Yes, sir. So when God is working out, let's say you have a problem right now. God will begin to work on the matter on your behalf. But he will work it in such a way that it fits his plan for you concerning this. Because what you are going through is actually his history. to you is your present to God that's history because he saw it he knew it are you following yes, see our future our future is God's history nothing takes him by surprise so whatever you are going through that you are killing yourself he said trust him he's, going, he's working out it looks like he's working out together with you but actually he's the only person that is working out For who? On your behalf. And he is causing that thing you are going through to fit into his plan, his purpose. God, if it is in God's purpose and plan, rest. Now, how is he fitting the plan? How is he working on the plan? The Bible says, for good. This is not the good you know. (laughs) He's working it out for good. The word is agathos. He's working it out for you. For good. Agathos means beneficial. (laughs) You see? Or profitable or useful. Beneficial, profitable or useful. Oh, you can put all of them together. It's amazing. Beneficial, profitable or what? Useful. So God is working it out for your benefit. He is working it out for your use. He's working it out for your profit. That's how he's working it out. So that thing that God is working out is for your profit. Look at it. That thing you are going through will not profit you by itself. But when God steps into the matter, He begins to work it out. It begins to work for your good.
0: <laughs>
1: That's why when they eject you. The ejection by itself is not a good thing. But when God gets into it, you receive a new house. No, you don't get a new rent. You get a new house on your own. Because what God does is for your profit. He causes that bad situation to tend to your profit. He causes that bad situation to tend to your use. So you use that bad situation to elevate. Somebody gossiped about you. It was so bad like everybody hated you. But once God began to work into it, they stood on that lies to what? Elevate you. Is it scriptural? Go and ask Joseph how he got out of the prison. Somebody forgot about him. The person he prophesied to forgot about him. That was a bad thing to do. At least, if he had mentioned that, oh, king, whilst we were in the prison, we met a man who did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. The crypt king, I'm telling you, if he had told him at at that time, the king wouldn't have you know, responded to him. Yeah. So, oh, that's a good man. Okay, God bless him there. But he will remain there. Of course, they know a good man, but in prison. But when God began to work it out, see how he worked it out. He caused the king to have a dream he cannot interpret. A dream that not even all the magicians in his house cannot understand and interpret. So the man who forgot him now had to now remember him and call him. When they called him at the right time Joseph came out. He became his prophet. Can you see that? Now why would the king release him if he has no need? If they if they had reminded the king that oh remember uh, mention to the king that there is a guy in prison, maybe the king will be like oh wow there are good men around mm, that's nice. But the king has no need to call on Joseph. But when God works out, He makes a need and bring you into the picture for your profit, for your use, and for your benefit. Can you see that? So the, script, so the scripture says, all things work together. So there's somebody working behind. There's an active person called God. And he's working together with me. Yet he's the one working it out, all out. And he's working it so that the thing can, be, can profit me. So the thing can be useful to me. So that the thing can, what? can benefit me. Because all these things fit into the plan. When he was thinking of the plan, he had you in mind. All things, all good and perfect things come from above. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. Because we are now about to enter into the for them, he knew he called them, blah blah blah. All these things must be understood first. Otherwise, you will not get it. He's doing all these things. Let me just tell you. He's doing all these things for you. Because in his plan, in his foreplan. plan divine counsel, he glorified you there. So he's doing that because, you are, because of you. Yes, are you with me? Yes, Alright. Go on. Then he said, for good, to them who love God and are called accord, according to his design and purpose. Now you can see two things here. I don't know if you can see. But there are two things here. There's a human factor and there's a divine factor. What's the human factor? Those who love God. What is the God factor? Those he called. So there's a divine calling. There's a human loving. Can you see that? Amazing. You know what I thought about this scripture? You can never have a superior relationship with God. You know people say that have a have a strong relationship with God. Never. You don't need any relationship with God. The relationship you have with God now is the fullest. It's so full that you don't. There's no. There's no space for another little relationship. People don't know what in Christ means. What in Christ mean? If you are in Christ, look at what is happening here. Now he's talking to the church of Roman. If you are in Christ, look at all these things that he's doing for you. He's, God, this is God. Though. we should be, It should be the opposite, right? Yes, sir. We should be serving, lying down, within his house, doing everything. Yay. But God is the one behind the show. Working out, not for himself, but for your prophet. It's not a middle voice. It's an active voice. For your prophet For good. Oh my God. And then he said to them that love him. That are called. Now here you see the word called. Now when you go to the verse 30. You also see to them that he predestinated. He called. They are both called. But they are different. This called means that. You received an invitation and you answered the invitation. So actually, the first one in 30, that one in verse 30 comes first. This one comes second. One is Kaliu. Okay? This one is Kaliu, whom he did call. Kaliu means to to call one into your presence. Like I call you. Stella, come. I'm calling you into my presence. When Stella response to my call is not called Kaleo. It's called Kletos. K-L-E-T-O-S. Now, what does it mean? It means to invite someone or welcome somebody and the person, the person accepts your invitation. I invite you to me, to my presence or I invite you, I welcome you to a function or a party and then you do what? You respond to it. Can you see that? Okay. You respond to it. So here he's saying that these are the people who were given an invitation and they have responded to the invitation. And they did this in accordance with his design and his purpose. That's what it means. So if you read your Bible very well, if you read the Bible very well, you realize most of Paul's and most of most of the the epistles, they begin by saying that they are called. Look at Romans one one. King James, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called, Cletus, called to be an apostle. It means that I was called to be an apostle, and I accepted the invitation. Called to be a, an apostle, separated unto the gospel. So he was called. To come and preach the gospel and he accepted to do it. So it's Kletos. Go to verse 6 of the same chapter and verse 7. Among whom ye also among, among whom are ye also called of Jesus Christ. So you too. You too you have been called. Yeah. And you have responded. That's why you are called born again. Yeah. To all that be in Rome beloved of God, called to be saints. So you receive an invitation. You received a welcome to become a saint and you said, yes, sir. That's Kletos. You see the difference there? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. The, the one in thirty, means to call one, to invite one into your presence. So as to whether, so the invitation has been made. As to whether the person accepted the invitation or not, it's not. Can you see that? Yes, sir. that that's the only difference, here. Yeah. So look at Matthew twenty-two, fourteen. 14. He said, many are called, but few are chosen. Why? Because when many were called, only few responded. The grace of God, which brings salvation, has appeared to all men. So the call was mighty. The invitation was mighty. Because God wills that all men will be saved. But only a few have responded to the call. All men have not responded. Only a few So sometimes when you read it out of context, you think God intentionally chose a few people. No, sir. Just like today, the grace of God is there for everybody, but only a few people have responded to grace, responded to the the message of salvation. So only a few people are saved. Okay. Go to Jude 1, let me see. Jude 1, 1, let me see something. So when you go back home and you are studying your Bible, when you always look at the verse 1, and you always see called, 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 Uh He said, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. And called. So I'm not born again because I was called. There was an invitation. Grace invitation. Was it only to me or to you? No. He gave to every man. He gave to every man. But only a few received it. And even today, as we preach grace, 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 that is the call. We are calling people. We are calling people. Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 21. T-P-T. Or let's do 19. From 19. Uh Aha, okay. We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world. As though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with with you on behalf of them, turn back to God. So we are calling them, turn back to God. Turn back to God. That is the call. Turn back to God. That is the call. That's the call. But when they respond, they mean that they have responded to the call. They becomes sclerosis. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been
0: blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond at 6 p.m. Encounter the Supernatural in our Friday services, Dabbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. Under the reign of heaven in Afro Nessus service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord, is out and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact service on plus 233-5472-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to leave From glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.